You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. You got me. I mean, the Rangers are in a do-or-die tonight. The Mets with a clinging victory last night. The Yankees, who everyone seems to be waiting for the other shoe to drop, and it doesn't drop. What does that mean, by the way, the other shoe to drop? Other shoe to fall? What does that mean? It's a good question. Anyhow, a lot of sports to get into today. Stump Rothenberg, of course, at 10.30. Uh, we just we have a lot to do. Uh, this is pretty much, for a lot of people, the kind of unofficial start of summer this weekend. Uh, today, not supposed to be great weather-wise. Tomorrow, very nice. Monday, very nice. And we get rolling along. Tuesday, 91 degrees. And we get rolling along here on a Saturday of a holiday weekend. So we'll get to the Mets and Yankees in a minute. And the phone lines, as always, 1-800-919-3776. And I'm, I'm confident that if you're out on the road right now, there's a pretty good chance you're stuck in traffic, right? Heading down to the Jersey Shore, heading out east to Long Island, you're, you're just stuck in traffic. Well, I hope that I can make that a, a little bit more enjoyable for you. And I, I welcome the call for you as you go from point A to point B. So 1-800-919-3776. Uh, let's start with the Rangers. A couple minutes on the Rangers. We'll morph into a little bit of baseball. Uh, this is what it's all about. You know, this is why you're a fan of, of your team. The, these are the moments. Right? It's been years since the Rangers have been to the postseason. They're finally back. They've had a great run. They've had their backs to the wall. This is what their fourth elimination game. And they're three and zero heading into this one. They played a garbage game the other night. I mean, they were just flat out bad the other night. And and now here we are. Now, at home, game six. I, I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to not like the Rangers to win this game, but it's not like you're not going up against a really good team. Carolina's a really, really good team. And you got to find a way. And I don't know if you feel like this. I'm, I'm so, it's just, I can only imagine what the players feel like. Because as a Rangers fan, or, or when you're a fan of a team to this extent, it's so emotionally exhausting, isn't it? It's, it's, it's exhausting. You know, the, the highs and lows about being a fan of a team and having pressure-packed games. And, and I equated it to this. It's like, you, you know, during these games, people are like, oh, it's so exciting and you just love it. No, you know what I love? I love watching Edmonton Calgary. I love that because I don't, I don't have a, a dog in the fight. So I watch this game. It's great hockey. Or last night, Colorado and St. Louis. I watched this game. It's great. It's stressful as all can be. But at least I, I don't, if something goes terribly wrong, it doesn't pain me. When it comes to the Rangers, it pains me. So I hear people all the time, oh, it's so much fun. I don't think it's fun at all. I, I really don't. I, I don't think it's fun. I love them. And this is, this is what I equated it to. It's like you have a significant other. And you're waiting for that person to come out of surgery. Is that fun? No. The end result might be great. You might get positive news at the end when it's over. 
But as you're waiting for your significant other to come out of surgery, that's not, there's no fun involved with that at all. It's not fun. You know, Giants are in a heated game. Rangers in a heated game, back and forth, up and down, you know, uh, playoff action. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't consider, I, I, this is stressful. Maybe I take it too seriously. I don't, I don't see the fun. I see just a lot of drama, a lot of stress. Now, game four, when the Rangers had a 4-1 lead and they're playing at the final 10 minutes, that's fun. But these, these games where it's like, you know, you, I mean, Carolina scores and it's so deflate, at least for me. Like, I'm watching the game. I'm up. I'm, 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 you know, I can't sit still. I'm fanatical. I'm crazy. Carolina scores that shorthanded goal. I feel like I've been, I've been, I've been you know, smashing the hand. Now I sit down, put your feet up. Here we go, power play. All right, little juice, goal. Now I'm back. I'm dancing around. I'm crazy. I can't believe it. Here we are. We're back. And then the Rangers score again. And then you start to think to yourself, oh, my God, we're going to be up 2-1. And, steal. and now it's off sides. And it's, it's, it's an emotional range that it's a lot to deal with. It's a lot to deal with. Now, the grand scheme of life, these are fun things to be involved with. But in the heat of the moment, and being that I think most of us that are listening to this show right now, take sports way too seriously, it's a lot to handle, is all I'm saying. So 1-800-919-3776. Rangers tonight at the Garden. You will hear the game right here on 98.7 ESPN starting at 7.30. So it's a a little later game. It's a a 7.30 pre. It's an 8 o'clock drop of the puck, and the entire nation gets to watch the Rangers and the Hurricanes. And hopefully the stress level will be through the roof. And hopefully you'll have a lot of stress tomorrow and Monday leading into a game seven. And then, you know, you take your chances. I mean, let, let's be honest. All right. You don't love and I'm not saying they can't come back and win the series. But sitting here looking at it right now, you don't love the Rangers chances to win this game today. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? To win this game today. Sure. But Carolina is undefeated at home. In the three games down there, the Rangers have scored a grand total of two goals. In the three games down there, the Rangers have allowed a grand total of two shorthanded goals. You know, you'd be lying if you said you expect the Rangers to win the series now. But that doesn't mean that they can't win tonight. And then, uh, you know what? My goalie's still better than your goalie. And I'll take my chances in a game seven. So that's where we are with the Rangers. Um, Mets Yankees. So, you know, it's funny. And we'll start with the Yankees because I think, I, I listen, Mets great too. I think the Yankees at the moment are the bigger story. Do you, look at the lineup the Yankees trotted out there last night. Half the guys the Yankees trot out there onto the field, into their starting nine, probably have no business taking swings in an important game. Right? So so it's Judge, fine. I mean, so Judge leading off, fine. Rizzo second, fine. Yeah, Glaber Torres hitting third. Now, a couple of years back, you'd say, they're fine. And he had, the, he had I mean, the, the, the game-winning hit. Right? Home run. But, but third? You have Andujar cleaning up. Matt Carpenter, whom I think most people didn't know walked the face of the earth, hitting fifth. Now... He hits a home run, too. So take everything I'm saying with kind of a grain of salt. But Matt Carpenter in that mustache batting fifth. 
Connor Falefa, six, fine. Gallo, who actually had a hit last night, his average ballooned up to 168. Only struck out twice. Higashioka and Marwin Gonzalez. That's a brutal lineup. But here's the thing. The Yankees pitching, and, and I will say it right now, and I don't know that, that this rings true when we get to September, October, whatever. But at this moment, the Yankees have the best pitching in baseball. They, I mean, it's just, if, if, I mean, because I don't look at Tyone as great. He's good. He's, he's more than serviceable. He's good. And he's had a good first two months of the season. I get eight shutout innings and two hits and no walks from my, what, if you're ranking them, fourth starter? Are you, are you kidding me? So, I mean, the Yankees, don't, they haven't even scored. Now, they did on Thursday, but it felt like a lot of those were late, and it was a real pitcher's battle, and they had what one hit through six innings. But then they, they kind of put it on them. But look at what you've gotten. You got eight shutout innings from Cortez. You got eight shutout innings from Tyone. And you win again. Now, coming into this series, the conversation was, it's four and a half. We're a mess. They're going to clean up on us. They're going to win three of four. And you're going to wake up on Monday morning. And now it's going to be two and a half. Well, you now have a chance. And I don't want to say bury Tampa Bay. But you have a chance to really take a stranglehold on this division. So now it's six and a half. And now you have the $36 million man on the mound tonight. So I just got eight shutout from Cortez, who was, I mean, who, I mean, I think you have to say is the best, is the best pitcher in the American League right now. You know, and Rick was arguing, well, how about Verlander? Well, Verlander got hit around last night by Seattle. So I think you got to say Nestor. And then on the heels of that, I get Tyone giving me eight shutout and you shut them out to nothing. Well, now I hand the ball to my big guy, to Garrett Cole. So go out there and do what you're supposed to do. Give me seven innings of one run ball. And let's have this, this benign lineup, to say the least, figure out a way to do enough that I can win this game. Because I have a chance to really step on the throat. Really step on the throat of Tampa Bay right now. Now, to say you're going to win the final two and it's going to go from four and a half to eight and a half, that's asking a lot. But all I wanted coming into this series from the Yankees, from the Yankees standpoint, split the series. Go two and two. You've already done that. It's Saturday morning at 9-12. And you've already done that. Well, now you change your expectation. Split the last two. That's not unreasonable, having won the first two. Split the last two. So win today or win tomorrow, and let's get out of Tampa up six and a half games. That's a big number. And can we please, this is a huge series for Tampa. And all of a sudden, they, they, they whittled the lead from six or six and a half down to four and a half. And everyone thought, here it comes. We spoke to Buster only on Thursday morning. What's your take on the Yankees? It, it feels like, you know, they, they gave themselves cushion and they're going to need that cushion. Nobody thought that this lineup and this team was going to go down to Tampa and beat up on the race like this. So great job by the Yankees. Great job. And you know what? 
you have good starting pitching, and it never goes into a slump. Even if you have Torres hitting third, Matt Carpenter hitting fifth, Marwin Gonzalez ninth, Gallo sixth, whatever. If you get elite starting pitching, it does not matter. 1-800-919-3776. And, and then you have the Mets. Then every time you have this, oh, no. Right? Same thing with the Yankees. The, the oh, no. Not, not happening. I can't believe it. Look what they did. The bullpen blew that game. They're down 8-2. Now they're winning 11-8. They're going to win that game. Fall apart. Diaz blows it. Next day, they have some guy who shouldn't even be pitching in the major leagues on the mound. Now they lose another series. Come home. Phillies. Schedule. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I mean, Pete Alonzo. You know, we sit here and we talk about, and rightfully so, Aaron Judge and how great he's been. Can we give a, a little bit of love to Pete Alonzo, who last night has another four RBIs? Didn't even get all of that pitch and hits one into the left field seats. I mean, he is having some kind of a season. Buster Olney tweeted two hours ago this morning. A friend of the show, Buster Olney. Pete Alonso is on pace for 175 hits, 93 runs scored, 27 doubles, 41 home runs, and 155 RBIs. That's a season. So rather than sit here on Memorial Day weekend and have negative things to say about, well, Donaldson and LeMahieu. Now, I'd be a little concerned about LeMahieu because it was supposed to be a day or two, and now he's still out. Oh, Donaldson onto the IL. So what the Yankees are putting on product-wise, they're starting nine concerning. But it's all made better by this elite, and you can't deny it, elite starting pitching at the moment. And same with the Mets. All right, Mets have a rotation, which is serviceable now. Best pitcher in baseball, out. Don't know when he's returning. Top five pitcher in baseball, out. Six to eight weeks, right? McGill, very more than serviceable, out. Doesn't matter. Good teams find a way. Let's be honest. As we sit here, May 28th, these are two really, really good teams. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Uh, this is typically the time of the show we say good morning to, to everyone on the show. And we say good morning to one Ty D. Butler. Good morning, Ty. How are you? David, how are you today? Man? I am wonderful. By the way, I was thinking of you last night. I was Because you always, the NBA is king, the NBA is God. This NBA postseason has been very... Underwhelming, I, I, yes. I think very underwhelming. And that game last night, as competitive and close as it was was not great basketball. And and you're always waxing poetic how great the NBA playoffs are and I I don't feel like it's been that way. I this think year. the this year you're missing the stars. You're missing Giannis, you're missing Durant, you're missing LeBron and, and that type of firepower because as it's one of those things we see this a lot in college basketball and I know you love that sport where people want parity, they want upsets and then you actually get it and you're like, "Nah, I'd rather see the the big time teams compete at the highest level." So I think that's what's happening in the playoffs this year. It's not just about the sweeps and the blowouts. It's you just missed the star power. You yeah, missed but, talking but look about what, look what I had last night. Look, I mean, let, let's be fair. If LeBron James has a game like that and it just, He did, by the way. 10 years yeah, ago. He, I, okay, and we still talk about it. LeBron, right? Le, LeBron LeBron had a game 6 like that in just like that in Boston, and it's still like folklore. 
Well, Jimmy Butler, who's clearly not healthy, goes for 47 on 16 to 29 shooting. And nine rebounds, minutes. eight assists, and plays 45 minutes. Can we please give this man the love he deserves from that performance last But night? that's to the point that I mentioned. Because uh, last year when Durant did that in game five against the Bucks with no Kyrie and unlimited James Harden, it was the story for days up until, you know, game six. And then game seven, he goes off again. So, uh, again, it's about the lacking the star power. Jimmy Butler is one of the most underrated players in He's the league. He's a phenomenal player. He's great. But, you know— he he has to win a championship in order to get recognized. But I'm with you, man. That the playoffs have been underwhelming. I've been very disappointed. Just you know what the big the biggest blow uh, to us in the playoffs was? No LeBron. Yeah, but but if and the Nets that, getting swept. Those I think those are the two biggest factors. Uh, to me, I'll tell you what it was to me: Dallas winning Game Seven against Phoenix. Oh yeah, because I, I, this... I think Phoenix Golden State would have been a phenomenal series. Yeah, but I, I I can't even I can't even believe that. I mean, good on them. I can't believe Dallas got to a conference finals. Yeah, I mean, it, it took an epic meltdown from the Sun. What they put up twenty-seven points in the that first was, half. I mean, they lost by like fifty at it was home in a game repulsive. in a game seven. But no one's going to want to admit it. But yes, LeBron James not being a part of the dance, he's missed. It would be like Brady missing the playoffs in the NFL. Yeah, but even so, it's still Brady would not be there, and it would stink. And you w- w- would wish he were there, but it would you would still be as dialed into the NFL as ever. Yeah. Like that—that's the thing with the NFL. And I mean this: nothing no. can stop the NFL. Nothing. Nothing's like it. Nothing I mean, can stop the NFL. What did you can't. we do? What did we do last week? We were counting down fifteen more Sundays until the start. Of 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 the uh, preseason, I, oh, we're f- we're fourteen now tomorrow, right? <laughs> God, I saw a tweet today. God bless his soul. Phil Yates already breaking down fantasy football uh, drafts, which <laughs> feels a little premature. God bless his soul. Did you just say? Yeah, God bless him. Oh, God bless him. Yeah, what's oh, wrong with I, that? I thought you said God bless his soul. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Well, I don't know. His soul makes it sound like he's no longer with no, us. No, that's that. I mean, I no, that's that's not what I mean by that. But and Field, uh, I thought gra- you were going to say man. on your menu that you gave us was thanking me for being the reasonable, rational Rangers fan on the show because we're a, a week removed from you giving up, I and never, now look you know, where we you stand. Know, You're I, all excited. Stop it! Stop it! Really? First of all, when you say rational Rangers fan, you you don't you don't know. I mean, I gave you a list of guys you didn't know who was who last. Stop week. it! I, let's let's talk. Let's focus on you. You were ready to give up. I was on not the ready. Down I was not ready to give up. Hey, callers I, I was, called me crazy. I How could you distraught. feel good? Okay. I, uh, you know what? It's it's it, it, when you love like I love the Rangers. See, you don't understand. See, you you love the Lakers. I do. You you love the Jets. I do with all my you, heart. See, you do, you love them. You do not love the Rangers. So <laughs> it's easy for you to sit here and tell us, well, the Rangers this, the Rangers that. When you love something, and it disappoints you, and it looks like it's in big trouble. You have strong emotional reactions. So I did Love not, bacon. Don't, don't say I gave up. But it is why you sometimes need that dear friend who can be rational, who, who can be objective even when you have a, an inherent bias, to come to you and say exactly what was going to happen. And that was Carolina doesn't play well on the road. They're winless on the road. <laughs> they haven't won a road game. The Rangers play better at MSG. They, they have one loss there. And, you know, because of how competitive and how close those first two games were, it gave me reason to believe this team could make it happen in games three and four. And that's exactly what happened. So then you expect 
Because you're, the, I mean, you're, yes. you're like the Stan Fischler of the show. <laughs> you expect the Rangers to win tonight, That right? is my expectation. We will oh, see a okay. Game 7. But now here is, here is my concern. I give the Rangers a very good chance to win tonight as well. And, and then what happens on Monday? Anything. It's game and, and anything now happens on Monday. And it's a cliche. And in and, and this business, we want to avoid cliches. But that one's nothing's more apropos. It's game seven. Anything can happen in a game seven. The Rangers have played this team pretty well. So, look, don't focus on game seven right now. Just, let's just look at tonight, get the win, and then we can start looking ahead to a game seven. I, I would love to see the reaction on their face if they win this game tonight because uh, seeing what happened at the Garden, what was that, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago? Yeah, it'll be two, week, two weeks tomorrow when we were 16 Sundays away from the start of the NFL season. <laughs> it always comes back to football. Of course it does. No, but hope, that's man. different. That's a game seven that you win in overtime. If the Rangers win tonight, I'll, I'll be very pleased, but I'm not going to be crazy because now I, I got a, a game seven hanging over my head. I get it. It's an emotional roller coaster, but to be where you were a week ago and now heading into a game seven, I think you got to take that. You got to take that. Of, of course. And and I'll and I'll take my chances and I'll roll the dice and see what we can come up with in a game seven. Just saying, it's it's a lot. And By you know way, what? I, this is this is like uncharted territory for me now. When was the last time as a sports fan I I felt alive? <laughs> you you laugh. When was the? I mean, the Giants. No. The the I, maybe maybe the Knicks. The Knicks may, may, but that was that was so quick. Yeah. Right? It was like, they're good. They're going places. Now they're done. It was like you, very quick. You're, you're, <laughs> I appreciate when Rick destroys you. Can we talk about that for a moment? No. <whistles> no. Please? No. Sorry. At some point. No, I, I, I don't appreciate I, you being nasty. Well, because you... No, you, you're na- you know, and I'm nice enough to give you a, a microphone to come on this highly rated Saturday morning show. And for you to act the way you act in this this holier than thou attitude, it's it's. I love how you pretend no. to be this great friend. You know, I tuned in just minding my own business on Monday morning to your your beautiful program. I mean, it's a what did Brian Cashman call it? A uh, Death Star. Rick T. Pietro and company. It's a, it's, a be- it's a beautiful program. Not just you and Rick, but RJ and, and Santiago. It's got everything you're looking it's for. It's got everything. Humor, knowledge, you know, uh, trivia. It, it's it's such an impactful uh, and important show. And then you're just taking shots at me. Did you see Ty, by the way, last night on Twitter? You what know a what? terrible if, take. Here's the thing. He's got a lot of terrible tweets. If, really? If you, if you come out with an, uh, an embarrassing tweet, it's going to be mentioned. It so was a Ty, joke. No, Dave. you know it didn't feel like that. We have to leave room for Let, humor. Let's bring Jake in as the arbiter. Jake, huge Yankees fan, huge Yankees fan. How about this on May twenty second? So last Sunday, who would have thought the Yankees would employ the two best, maybe three pitchers in all of New York? What's wrong with that, Jake? Some, sometimes you've got to. Is that is that a is that a troll? Ty is very good at trolling sometimes. So as good as you say I am at Twitter, you know, I, I kind of pride myself on being good at social media, as weird as that is. Ty might be the best troll I've seen on Twitter. Uh, okay, so I'm going to ask you again. Is that a troll tweet? Yeah, I'm going with the troll right See? there. See? And this is your own guy, your own teammate. I rest my case, Your Honor. one 800 I'm I'm not done with the discussion. You see my boy Nasty Nestor? You see Luis Severino? You yeah. see oh, yeah, Oh, yeah, Luis Severino's a, yeah, he's he's better than Scherzer. You see DeGrom. Garrett Cole. I mean, those guys aren't pitching right now. So uh, I'm, I'm just saying, of active pitchers in New York, 
Yankees might have one too. Well, let's let's also three. knock on wood because the Mets kind of got hit with the injury bug early, but over the last week we've seen the Yankees kind of slowly. You, you know what, Ty? Here's what I'm gonna do. You know the, the way the elephant remembers everything forever. Yes. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna put it in my mind and put it to the back. I get it. Put okay, and then when it's time to just fire out with some kind of a hot take in September, October, boom, like that kind of party, boom. <laughs> I mean, like a July Fourth celebration. All over you on Twitter. Why? Where what's going to happen? What's with Rick only tweeting when it's to me or to to take a shot at me? That's I the only he doesn't time he like tweets. you. Yeah. To be Feeling is frank. mutual. All right. Well, nice. All right. 1-800-919-3776. Uh, how about this? You guys are fools. NYC Trap 718. You guys are fools. Talk about no stars in the NBA playoffs. Jason Tatum, not a star. Jalen Brown, not a star. All right. First of all, Tatum, yes. Secondly, Jalen Brown is not a star. Thirdly, I don't think Jalen Brown moves the needle for anybody. Like, oh, guess who's coming to the Garden tonight? Who? You get to see Jalen Brown. No. It's not Giannis. It's not LeBron. It's not Steph Curry. No, he's not that level of a star. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's great, but he's, I'm sorry. Jimmy Butler is just not that level of stardom. He says, I can't stand Boston or Miami, but to make it seem like these guys are chopped liver, just disrespectful. Nobody said they're chopped liver. liver. We said they do not have the same star power as other teams. So at least be appropriate in your attack on Twitter. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. So I'm at camp, nine years old, homesick as all can be, but that's neither here nor there. And they take us to see Rocky Three to the movies. And because I'm such a lunatic... Watch Rocky Three, the training montages, the songs, and everything. I say, all right, guys, here's the deal. Starting tomorrow morning, we wake up at 5. We go on runs. We lift. I'm nine years old, right? We, we do everything. Training montages, right? There's a Rocky Three, so it's not Drago. It's Mr. T. So we see it on, yeah, for arguments, like a Tuesday. We go to the movies. We watch the movie. I'm so moved. Like I, I want to drink raw egg. I, I want to train like Stallone. Talk to the rest of my bunk. Guys, 5 o'clock tomorrow morning. Set the alarm. Let's get up. Let's run the camp. We'll go for a swim, and then we'll be ready. 5 o'clock, we wake up, do all of it. Next morning, alarm goes off. Eh. I think that's it. I think <laughs> So, Rocky trains and now is the heavyweight champion of the world nine-year-old Rothenberg one day and then I needed to sleep so it didn't stick but that's the impact that movie had on me sorry 1-800-919-3776 Ty it feels like uh people did not wait for Stump Rothenberg today is that accurate yeah, these people, I mean, it's the Memorial Day weekend energy they have coming to you today. They're, they're you know excited. what they say about Memorial Day Stump Rothenberg. Yeah, there is it. no bigger Stump Rothenberg throughout the year than the one that happens on Memorial Day weekend. I've heard about that, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what you would do today. You've been on fire this year. I don't have the standings right you in don't, front of me. Nor but, do you need the standings at the moment. But uh, 27 minutes from now, we will learn just how uh, how impeccable you've been. It's, what, it's a, it's a what, Nestor Cortez-like uh, What time like was run. the first call today for Stump Rothenberg? <laughs> wow. So the first, the first call today was actually, I want to say it was like 9.43. We're missing the mark there because we have rules. But 
listen, I'm in a good mood. It's a holiday weekend, so I felt like you're you're going to get the opportunity to ask your question. Nice. I don't want to turn right. you away. All right, so 1-800-919-3776. You're 25 minutes away from the segment that is really taking the station by storm. Let's go to Jack in the nation's capital. Jack in D.C. Good morning, Jack. Good morning, Dave. How are you doing today? I am doing great. How are you, my friend? I am doing fantastic. And, you know, I could sit here and wax poetic about the Yankees pitching staff because I'm 17 years old. It's it's the best pitching staff I've I've seen in my lifetime, and it's not really close. And one thing I do want to caution Yankee fans about is there's going to be a time this season where the Yankees are not playing well. They maybe lose six games in a row. It happens every year. And Yankee fans need to realize this team is different. You don't have to panic if they drop a couple games. This is a very good baseball team. Very good baseball team. So, Jack, let me ask you. Enjoy the ride. In all your years of watching the Yankees, right, is is this – so, Mm -hmm. really, I mean, the last time they won the World Series, you were, what, four years old, 2009? Yeah, too early. You you probably don't have a great recollection of that. Yeah. Um, Is this the best team that you've seen? You love this team, don't you? I love the Yankees. I make sure – you know, I get home from practice every day turn on the Yankees game, highlight of my day. And this is the best Yankees team I've ever seen. It's just the most complete team. They fight, you know, they hit homers, they, they, they score in other ways. And it's just, it's really tremendous to watch. All right, so then let me ask you this. Is, is it win a World Series title or bust for you this season? I would say, you know, I don't like that term because, yes, like this team's expectation should be to win a World Series, and if they don't, I'm going to be disappointed. But, you know, I think I'm a pretty rational sports fan, and I just like enjoying the moment. I'm very positive, and if we fall short, yes, I'm going to be disappointed, but I think this team is going to give, you know, a great ride no matter well, what. They might give a great ride, but, look, Jack, let's look at it like this. So so they win the division, they get a bye, they win their first series in, in four, and they move on to the ALCS, and they lose to, I don't know, Houston in six games. Is this, in your mind, a good season, or has this been a failure of a season? Uh, let's just say I, will, I would not be attending school the next day if that happened. Really? I would, I would be devastated. And you're, you're what? You're a junior now, and you're going to be a senior next year, correct? Correct. Yeah. What's your sport? You said you practice every day. What sport do you play? I play baseball. And um, I just wanted to say before I hang up, Dave, yeah. you know, I love you so much, and you've inspired me to um, – want to study communications and journalism in college. So I just, I listen every day. So, so Jack, well, let's not hang up on, on Jack. He's, he's the future of America. Okay. So you were uncertain what you wanted to do with life. You looked at life and it was a blank slate. You hear me and the, the, just the, the sports conversations and antics that we put on the radio. And now you, you want to be me in the future. Is that right? I would say that's accurate. I would say I inspire to be, to be Dave Rothenberg one day. Nice. Look at that. I where, am. Where are you hot. looking to go to school? Hang on. Can you? This is a great young man. Where are you looking to go to school, Jack? So right now, I would say I'm looking at Syracuse. Obviously, Newhouse is fantastic. As right. Ty knows, um, Fordham is another one. I would say Ithaca. I would say those are the main three I'm looking at right now. Well, I'll tell you what. Send me a tweet if there's anything I can do to help you on your journey uh, to be the next me. I would like to do that for you. Thank you so much, Dave. You're very welcome. You're very well. I mean, that 
You know, they say we don't shape the minds of America on this fine program, but I think you'd be wrong. Do they really say that? Yeah. I mean, that was awesome, man. I hope he actually does tweet at you and you can serve as his mentor because we need more of that in this world. Social media for, you know, for better or for worse. Oh, it it is brutal. It's brutal, but it does kind of, you know— What's the word I'm looking for? It shortens down the ga- barriers that yeah, you can now sh- get It shortens to the people. gap between yeah. you know, like players and fans, but also between talk show hosts who are brilliant like yourself hmm. and, and guys who aspire to be you. So that was that was nice. Do, do you do you ever use words like that? Like your home to your wife? Like, boy, you know, I I aspire to be the next Dave Rothenberg. All like the he, time. He is, he's my idol, and I, I all the time. To be him. It's yeah. pillow talk. Really? Like right after the, the right mood after has she's been ready set, to go. right after she's ready to go, right after she's done. Oh, or at the end? Yeah, at the end. Or during? Or, or maybe sometimes during. Oh. Because there are like rounds three and four that you gotta like get yourself multiple rounds. Like that kind of party. So, That's quite the. But party. you know what? You know what's painful? That as as beautiful as that phone call was. Don't you don't you rain on the parade of one Jack in D.C. There, it just it just dawned on Jake and myself because we both had the same reaction. There is now a generation of Yankee fans who have zero to no or or little to no recollection of the last time they won a championship. And it's, it's not like we're too much older than him. We're both twenty, you know, young, older twenties. I'm twenty eight. He's in high school, and he has. We just have such a different. He just said he barely look remembers at the Yankees. It's crazy. Well, of course, to think about. How, how could he remember? He's seventeen when they won. He was four. No, I get it, but like to to hear someone actually say hey, this might be the first time I've actually heard someone say that. It just feels odd for that. Like, the Yankees, the most storied franchise, not just in baseball, but in all of sports. Like, yeah, we do this whole, you know, Yankee fans are spoiled. It's only been 13 years. But to hear a guy actually say on radio, he barely remembers the last time they won a championship. And I just, yeah. It just smacked me it's in the face. It's been a minute. Off it's- of that, too, he had such a positive outlook. And maybe some of these older Yankee fans are so angry because we grew up winning championships left and right. Well, of course. So the fact I'm that he— I'm a Yankee fan in 1946. <laughs> yeah, I know. people we- do that? I, can you explain? You've been I doing I, this I, long I, enough. I guess it's—now, you know what? I will say this, though. Because you know I'm a passionate fan. Never once do you hear me like, I'm a Giants fan since 1977. I've been a Yankee fan since 1938. I don't understand why you need to like wear it as a badge of honor to tell everyone how long you've been a fan. I guess for. it's like you showing your ID to the bouncer. Like, yeah, I can take part in this. But but we don't like like if we did it, I'd be like, all right, you know, it's just it's just what people do. Never once am I like I've been a Giants fan. But it's also the Yankees. If you said if you said I was a Knicks fan my whole life, like, oh, okay, you're loyal to say well, I've been say, a Yankees fan since the nineties. I'm a Yankees fan my whole life. I think is acceptable. Once you start to like give the year of yeah. when you joined the cult known as the Yankees fan, I think I think it's weird. It's, it, it is. It's odd. But I mean that that phone call just kind of depressed me. Well, I'll oh, stop it. It did. By the I, way, I, I could have a forty-year-old call me and he wouldn't remember <laughs> the last time the Mets won. I mean, you're doing pretty good this year. I mean, that inevitable collapse is going to happen at some point. You don't but, believe that though. But you uh, honestly, good. maybe Come you guys should have slapped Jock Peterson. <laughs> maybe we should have. Too bad nobody on the Mets plays in a fantasy league with him. Um, I don't know. Is Mike? It's gonna pain you to uh, hear this, but the, your producer taking shots at you on Twitter. The ego that this guy Dave Rothenberg had, second to none. What? What? What producer? Uh, Ray Santiago, a guy you love, a guy you you know you enjoy Lo- spending no, 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 your no. week with. Loved. Loved. Oh, so Loved. past tense. Past tense. Wow. Oh, well, you know what? Ray Santiago has gone after the company. 
And I can't condone that. And for that, and did you hear what Santiago did this week, by the way? Oh, did I hear? I was getting tweets about it. No, I'm not. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about his His unheralded attack at the company. No. What happened? Monday morning. You didn't hear what he did? Oh, I did hear about this. Let's just say he slept in Monday morning, showed up towards the end of the show. (laughs) Top of the morning, top of the morning, (laughs) top of the morning. As we were doing our show preparation at 4.40, Raymond, fast asleep at home. Wait, hang on, because I think more context needs to be applied to this. Okay. Raymond coming off of a a Ranger game. A a Ranger game that ended at 7 o'clock? Listen, the time it ends doesn't really matter. It's a hardworking man. Sometimes, you know, you can lose control of your alarm clock. So let's let's just afford him the benefit of the doubt. You you producers just sticking together. And and I love what he did when he went at the company because I'm not going to be rude. You're missing the point. The man missed work because he just couldn't get himself out of bed. (laughs) Wait, Wait, did he snooze or did he just not hear the alarm? He he slept right through the alarm. (laughs) That's hard to do. Well, to be fair, there was was (laughs) one morning where I was supposed to work DNR. And I don't know if you guys remember this. It was the crazy rain came down. Literally trying to get into work that morning at 3 a.m. in the morning. I was on the phone with Ray, with police officers on the highway, telling us both, he's coming from Jersey, I'm coming from Queens. On the highway, police officers are saying, you need to get off the highway now. And on the same phone call on the other end, Ray's getting the same thing, and Ray's just blowing by police officers to get to the station, basically in a flood throughout the city. So, Which is adorable. It is. <laughs> when we really needed him, after a yeah. big Rangers win on Monday morning, and it's like, where is Santiago? Yeah, so here, I think he, I fast think he, I think he deserves one. Here, you know, fast to sleep. Here is what Ray has to do that you don't even have to worry about. He has to commute into work. You get to roll out of bed at four fifty-five a.m. You know, teeth unbrushed, stomach hanging out, looking sloppy, and your tidy whities Why just, wear pants? And then, but you, but you know what you're show. missing here? As you, you just disparage me nastily. Uh, I showed up. You showed up, yes, showed to, up. Your, to your Zoom. You know, you put your microphone up. on. He, did, he didn't show up. Fast asleep. 6.30 rolls in. Oh, so sorry. And he That's says 5.30. So some, of us, some of us show and some of us don't. And He says 5.30. It's not 6.30. 5.30, he said. The show starts at 5. Whatever. Did he, did he miss the show? Yes. He Lou missed. and Manalapan. <laughs> Lou, the great <laughs> Lou. I, Lou, I know, feels on edge. Good morning, Lou. You're on 98.7. Hey, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a little calmed down today uh this morning dave i don't know i didn't mean to go after the company like that either unlike ray who really likes taking shots at the company so first and foremost i, hey, I Lou, do let me, can i ask you can i ask you a question can i ask you a favor because yeah. i feel i feel like we have a, a very solid tight relationship would you agree yeah absolutely if you had to power rank from four to one your the the the, the how you feel about the four of us on the morning show where would you go oh Oh man! Oh man! Well, you're obviously number one, Dave. There's wow. no, there's no comparison out of the three of you. Rick obviously has to be number two. Okay. I mean, listen, pre, pre, uh, pre five o'clock, Santy was really high on it, and as of late, I have agreed with more of his takes. But unfortunately, uh, RJ's. Uh, you know, participation and cooperation on the air. Uh, so he's three. He has to be number three. And then Santiago. So, if, they, so and, someone, if it was soccer and someone had to be relegated, it would be Santiago. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. But I don't know if I want Ty D. Butler getting bumped up to the 
to the big leagues. I don't, in that, I don't think in you have to worry. I don't think you have to worry. Yeah. All right, so get into the so, Rangers. What do you got? Yeah, first off, uh, let's go Mets, let's go Rangers, as That's always. Right. But, um, you know, today's a, today's a big, important game. I just want to see – I would hope to see a Igor shutout. I mean, we can't root. We, we haven't really gotten that yet, and I want to see Igor shut them out. I mean, I'm asking for a lot, but we need to score early, two goals in the first. And uh, my prediction for tonight is three, uh, three nothing, in hopes Ooh. that we could go out and win. You know, they, I don't, they I, honestly, to, uh, Lou. I don't care how they win. I don't care if it's five one. I don't care if they trail four three and they come back to win. Just win. Here, here is what I need from tonight: win the game, set up a game seven Monday night, which will also be eight o'clock. Also be eight o'clock. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. He's pompous. Listen, shut up, and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like, to be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced, not very popular kid. (laughs) But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question, and let's stump Dave Rothenberg. And away we go, Stump Rothenberg with you on 98.7 ESPN, brought to you as always by the fine folks at Slomans. All right, before we get into the heat of Stump Rothenberg, Ty, get us up to date. Where where do we stand here? I on, mean, on, on the last Saturday of May. Dave Rothenberg, never to be confused with the great Nestor Cortez, comes in today, 224 and 42. 224 and 42. I mean, that's unbelievable. Wow. A, lot of, a lot of twos and fours there. There really are. So we're, what, 180 over 500 right now? Yeah, uh, so what would that be, 180 or 182? Wow. Yeah, 182. Wow. So you got to figure, if unless things just go really south, we'll be plus 190 by the end of the day. And then maybe two weeks shy of being plus 200. That's the, that's the round, nice right round number. We are right there. All right. Are you, are you ready to start? I'm ready, baby. Are you nervous? You feel good? I'm nervous today. Why are you nervous? I, I don't you know. You feel like these are good, solid questions? I feel like they are, but um, I don't know. Let's see what happens. All right. Sean in Connecticut. Sean, you lead us off on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave. How's it going? What's up, Sean? All right. We'll be quotes for you. What character describes himself as, quote, only pawn? In Game of Life. I know this. Mongo. Yes, you do. Yeah, Mongo Blazing Saddles. Mongo only pawn in Game of Life. Uh, Ty or Jake, who played? Uh, Who played Mongo? Any idea? No, of course not. That was one of the questions I was nervous about. What do you mean you were nervous well, that I wouldn't get it? No, not that you wouldn't get it. Would it be a question you found to be one of the Who the hell are you? Yeah, no, I, I appreciate wise. that. Okay. Uh, Alex Karras, who actually played Webster's father on Webster, uh, was Mongo. Alex, not to be confused with Alex Caruso. <laughs> Alex Karras, a little more famous than Alex Caruso. <laughs> there we go. That's that's. LeBron James. All right, let, let's go to Chris Alex in Caruso's the Bronx, sitting here at, at 1-0. and All right, Chris, what do you got? What's up, buddy? I got a baseball question for you. All right. 
I am the only player in Major League history to be on the winning team in three no in three perfect games. Who am I? Mm. Good question. I mean, is it? It's, uh, I'm going to say it's a Yankee. All right. So here's my thought. Was so I think Tom Browning had the perfect game, and then Wells and Cone. So I'm going to go Paul O'Neill, and that's an excellent question too. Final yep, answer. Yep, those Paul. There you go. That's that's a good question, and how about that job there, Ty? That's that's a start right there. That's we're two and zero. Oh. We we it feel it feels special, it doesn't feels it? Like it's coming together for it us. It feels special today, Steve South Jersey. Steve, you're on. Stump Rothenberg. Hey, good morning, Dave. I actually tried calling in Saturday with this question and couldn't get through. And then I called on Wednesday and I got through, but I was left on hold after the segment. So I finally oh, got no. in today. All right. Same question? All right. Same question. All right. All right. So it's a baseball question. 31 times in the history of baseball, a player has hit a home run on the very first pitch he ever saw. Now, three of those times were for New York teams. Who are those three players? All right. So, I know, what's his name? Kevin Kuzminoff did it, but he's not a New York guy. Now, Ty, can I ask you a question? I thought we, we had this narrowed down to uh, to it's, it's only one answer. We have this conversation like every other week. Well, I, I don't understand why you've now you've changed. When you're 100 and now 84 games above the 500 mark, you've got to find a way to spice it up and make it a little bit more difficult. All right. Um, first ever pitch. Yeah. Right. Not not even yeah. first at bat. First ever pitch. First pitch. I see. I first at. Bad, I could tell you. First pitch. I know Judge did first at bat. I know Marcus Timms did first at bat. I think Starling Marte did first at bat. But first pitch. I know Kevin Kuzminoff. He might have done first pitch. Did Kaz Matsui might have done first pitch? I know he did first at bat. I'm going to hold that one to the side because that's a Met. So, Ty, put Kaz Matsui on the side. He's one of my favorite Mets of all time. Put Marcus Timms on the side, too. Former Yankee hitting coach. All right, I'd like to use those as guesses. Kaz Matsui, Marcus Timms, two guesses. What does that mean? Time out. Before we can we bring the caller down for a moment? Yeah. What is what does that mean? Two guesses. I'd like to use I'd like to use those. I have three choices, right, to choose from. I'd like to use those as, as two. Okay. There we go. I just final answer for those two? Well, those two, Kaz Matsui, Marcus Tim. So yeah, if, if either of those are wrong, we'll just scrap it here. If the, one of those is right, we'll we'll continue. So final answer? On those two, yes. Uh, those two are correct, Dave. Oh my god. <laughs> no, 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 I gotta get one more. <laughs> one more. Oh, no. The inner workings here. 
on full display. I think two is pretty dang good, man. That's two more than oh, I would have got. <laughs> uh, see, this is why I don't. I don't think it's fair. I think asking for three is too much. Again, look at the standings. No, it doesn't matter. I mean, heavy we had rules in place for a reason. The head Without that rules, it's pandemonium. Crown. Yeah, heavy is the head that wears the crown. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have the answer. So you're going to give yeah. me the balls. I got this wrong, but I, I think I got this right. Go ahead. You give up? <laughs> so disrespectful. I can give you a hint, Dave, but you know hints are a sign of weakness. But I think asking for all three parts of a near impossible question also a sign of Weakness on your part. Uh, you know what, Ty? You tell me. Do I take a hint or do I just let you it go? You can take the hint. Three parts is, is a tough All right. I'll take the hint. All right. They um, they all happen this century and within two years of each other. Mm. How about Andy Phillips? Correct. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He was right after Matsui. 3-0. I feel like Andy Phillips once did something really cool in a game against the Mets on Saturday afternoon Fox Baseball. But I, I could totally so. be making that up. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about it's that. Like, All right, you know, so we were thinking Tyler Austin, too, because of Judge and him going back-to-back. But first but pitch those were first at first bats. pitch that is so – I know, I know. That's why it makes it so tough. But good uh, job. Two at two is still incredible. Uh, two out of three. Let's go to uh, – well, why is, why is he still on hold? He shouldn't be. Well, you guys put him right back on hold. Now, by you guys, you mean you you guys, as in like both Jake and as myself. in we're a team, and no matter who does something, <laughs> yeah. we both yes. take the blame. I think for we it. know who actually put him on hold, but yes, as as in if one of you fails, you both fail. If one of you succeeds, you both succeed. <laughs> All right, yes, he'll be he'll be dropped. Let's go to Walker in Mawa. Walker, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Dave. Let's go Rangers. Let's go Rangers. I got a uh, food question for you. What Ooh, was I the like fa- food. Uh, the, first, the first fast food chain to sell one billion burgers. One billion burgers. I mean, you'd think right off the bat it was it was McDonald's, but now it, that's too easy. So I don't. It's not Burger King. See, McDonald's is the obvious, and that's too obvious, so I'm going to say it's not the answer. How about White Castle? Final answer. The Crave cases, they're smaller, Dave. You got it. Yes. See, ordinarily, if if I was just having that discussion, I would assume it was McDonald's. But because it was too easy. He set it up too easy. So I was off. fat at one point. Went off the board. Well, you're a big with... uh, White Castle guy. You, you come across that way. I'm going to embarrass myself right here. Uh-oh. You ready? I'm ready. I've never had White Castle. Wow, that's not embarrassing. <laughs> that's good for your health. As a food connoisseur, you'd figure I would have had White Castle at I some mean, point. I mean, you look like there's not a, a single fast food chain you'd ever turn down. Your bathroom thanks you for it, Dave. I promise you, you, you that. You, you say that, Ty? Yet the most recent photo of me in the suite at the Rangers oh, yeah, game actually looked pretty good. got unbelievable reviews. Yes, you did. I saw so. there were a lot of, uh, I was going to say a word I'm not supposed to use. There are a lot of people in your DMs, I heard, trying to get with you. <laughs> you're, you're, what is the matter with you? <laughs> like that kind of party? <laughs> Mark in Staten Island. Mark, just to save Ty from, from Ty, here next up on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave. What's up? Uh, real quick, you know, I'm Team Santiago. The guy Lonnie's a clown. You got to back up your producer better, man. 
Listen, I, I love Raymond, but when he's wrong, he's wrong. And he's never been more wrong than in this case. To go against the people that, that are, you know, setting up their special time and efforts aside for the show, those are my people. Uh, I'm Team Santi. All right. Um, besides Jackie Robinson, what player has his, has his number retired by the most MLB teams? That's a good question. Um, I'm thinking either Nolan Ryan or Frank Robinson. I think Rod Carew also has... Casey Stengel. Um, boy, Reggie Jackson. Um, but I think Frank Robinson. Does he have three? Ryan, I think, has two. I think Ryan wore a different number also. But it doesn't matter the number. You said just the player. I'm going to go with Frank Robinson with a small chance it's Nolan Ryan. Final? Final. Yeah, it's Nolan Ryan. Oh! <laughs> How many does he have? Uh, now he's gone. Oh. How many teams does Nolan Ryan have his number retired by? Angels, Rangers, Astros, maybe? Stump Rothenberg rolls along, 98.7 ESPN. Now, Ty has done some, some reconnaissance. What done, have you found out, my friend? We've done some digging. So, tied uh, with Nolan Ryan for the most teams with a retired number of his own is Frank Robinson. So technically you get that cor that question correct. And you're now 5 and 0. 5 and 0. Wow. Wow. I mean, that, it feels special, doesn't it? It feels pretty good to be undefeated, huh? All right, so now you have that gentleman on hold. You should move on from him if I got in fact that answer yeah, correct. Yeah, unfortunately, you're going to have to uh, kick him yeah. to the curb. Yeah. So we're going we're to drop Mark and Staten Island, which means we have an open line. We do. 919137 Seven six. Let's go to Brian in Bergen. Brian, good morning. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, company. Nice. Well done, Brian. So, <laughs> my uh, my question is, and this is this is a fun one for me. Since 2000, there have been three running backs who are selected number two overall. Obviously, you know one of them. It ruined your franchise. Who are the other two? Since 2000. Yes. Um. All right. I mean, we'll just have to start thinking of the uh, of the years. Um. Ronnie Brown. Wow. Correct. And then after that, should have been Reggie Bush. Wow. Yeah. Two for two, Dave. 
Barkley, of course, in 2018, which for some reason gives him great enjoyment. Ruined right. your franchise. He said that with such a smile on his face. Uh, I don't. I don't think the selection of Barkley ruined the franchise. I think. I think Dave Gettleman, uh, the selection of him as GM, ruined the franchise. What is that? Six and zero. Six and zero, baby. Wow. I mean, it's it's all happening. All right, Jake. I'm told you have a great one. Well, I hope I have a great one every week, Dave. So I hope I continue on that path. But. My question today deals with, unfortunately, the legendary passing, or not the legendary passing, but the passing of a legendary actor, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. Gone way too soon at the age of 67, the great actor. Uh, We all know Ray Liotta from many different movies, but of course, kind of the main one that he's synonymous with is Goodfellas, Henry Hill. So my question today deals with Goodfellas. The film was nominated for six major Academy Awards. However, only one, one. So, Dave, my question for you, which Academy Award did Goodfellas win? All right. So, I mean, it's got it. I don't think it won movie. I'm going to, I'm going to, and I don't know this for sure, but it's, it's got to be, uh, it's got to be Pesci for, for uh, supporting actor. Final answer? No. Because I don't know. Um, did he? Oh God! Did he win for best director? I don't know the score. I don't know the score. Says he won for best director. Ah, oh God! I'm gonna go Pesci, but I'm not sure. Uh, it's definitely not Leota, and I don't think De Niro won for that. All right, Dave. Well, final answer. And if you would say Joe Pesci, you are correct. And funny like a clown, my friend. Of course, Joe Pesci, legendary in that film as well. They were nominated. Some people think Goodfellas is the greatest film of all time. And it was nominated. That's not accurate. But some people, it's in the conversation as one of the better films. It's a great movie. To say greatest of all time, I think, is a a stretch. I'm not saying, but I'm saying there are some people out there that say it's one of the greatest films of all time. It was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress, Best Screenplay, and Best Film Editing. And as you mentioned, the only one that won was Best Supporting Actor with Joe Pesci. And that's actually his only Academy Award that he ever won. How about that? And for people wondering out there, you know, Goodfellas, if it's one of the best films of all time, how didn't it win Best Picture? It actually lost two. Do you want to take a guess at what film, or is that too much? A Kevin Costner film. Oh, Dances with Wolves. And that is correct. So the 63rd. Which is is horrendous. (laughs) Yeah, Goodfellas is certainly better than Dances with Wolves. You can look this up. I believe this is true. You know when when they they go to have dinner at his mother's house after they've they've uh, chopped the guy up and put him in the trunk and he's still alive? It's hard to forget that. Yes, Dave. I believe that's actually Joe Pesci's mom. Oh, really? That plays his mother. Yeah, in the movie. That's dope. By the way, in the conversation for greatest movies of all time, you're yeah. gonna find this. Uh, you're, you're gonna love this one, Hardball. A lot, lot, lot of people have that at the top of the chart. Put your hands in the air. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are adorable. Jay and Merrick. Good morning, Jay. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Uh, good morning. Um, who is the only, uh, I should say, which monarch, which oh, monarch God. appears in the most Shakespeare plays? Ty, really? What do you mean, really? Who the hell are you? 
Can't uh, have I mean, Shakespeare trivia here? I, I I don't I don't know. Um I I have I have no idea. Take a LeBron drawing? <laughs> it's not LeBron. Uh, appears in the most Shakespeare plays? Yes. I, I don't know. Um, Queen Elizabeth. Final? Yeah. No, it's uh, Queen Margaret. She's in Henry VI, parts 1, 2, 3, and also in Richard III. All right. Well, put him on hold because that's a, that's a beauty. <laughs> well, listen, man. That's Lawrence Taylor! Degree, degree that's be... Lawrence what, what Taylor! Is it, what is it that I ask all the time? I say, you want the question to be you're at the water cooler with a coworker. And I you're think there are question, some people. Like, Boy, you know what? I'd, I'd like to have that information. Do you think there's anybody yes. in the universe that says what monarch appeared in the most Shakespeare plays? Well, actually, my mom just texted me. She said, "Phenomenal question." She's going to a uh, worship and praise event today at the church, and she's uh -huh. going to use that information. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! That's like an icebreaker. What an aw I mean, so thanks, Mom. Jake, you would agree, just an awful question. Right? I, I heard the word monarch and I just tuned out, to be honest. <laughs> That's a rough uh, one. That's listen, <laughs> I mean, Ty, uh, just own it. It's own a it. It's a diverse Oh, no, Ty, just a, own it. Just say, uh, my name audience. is Ty D. Butler and I messed up that's, royally. That's right almost there. as bad as Ty's general hospital question. It's a that one diverse time. audience. It's an awful question. Let's not, let's not pretend there aren't Shakespeare. It's not even like a legitimate Shakespeare sick question. Sycophants out there. Oh, it, it is gross. a legitimate. Right, you know, let's go to, you know what? I've never pined for NASCAR more than I do right now. <laughs> Another one I won't get. Ed, go ahead. NASCAR is not uh, uh, IndyCar. This question's about the Indianapolis 500. Oh, so this is, is not tomorrow. NASCAR. Great. Good job, Ty. No. You're really on the ball here. Go ahead. Open wheel racing. Yeah. Oh, Only yeah. one AJ Indy Ford. 500 champion. Was born and raised in New Jersey, and he's also buried in New Jersey. And he's won, and he won the race between 1960 and 2000. So it's not somebody from the 1930s. What's this question here? What? What? Give me the question only again. Indy 500 champion from Jersey. I, I mean, I, I, Roger Ward. No. Mark Donahue, born in Haddon Heights, raised in Summit, and is buried in Summit after he was killed at the Austrian Grand Prix in 1975. He won the Indy 500 in 72. Ty, what did, what did you do? What do you, what did, do you did, mean? Did you just get, did you give up towards the end of Stump Rothenberg? <laughs> How did I give up? Mark Donahue is actually pretty well known. Let's stop it. I mean, you, you were so good, and the questions were so excellent. And then, you, you what, Monarch in, in Shakespeare? I've and actually, what, New I, Jersey winning Indy 500? Well, what this, have you done? I've actually had to turn some mothers away. But mothers? I, I said others. Oh. Not mothers. <laughs> others. Some others away. I, but I didn't feel like that was a terrible question. You're doing a good <laughs> Come on, Dave. Don't spoil the. We're having a lot of fun here today. You, and I only get to have you for one more hour, so let's 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 go. So with pe the people on Twitter saying it was Scorsese's mom. It was Ooh, not look at you mom. giving out bad information. No, I said I think, no, but it, I'm glad that people had that information. See, that's information that's now useful. So not you're like, saying I had a good question? I thought you had a good question. It's yeah. better than the Monarch and the Indy 500 question. Is Are what you you're disappointed saying. with Ty right now? I honestly. mean, that's a rough way to go out before the five pack for sure. I think. Right, so, so that means so I've got to bring it. You know how bad it is? It's so bad. And by the way, Jay and Merrick, can you please ban him? He's dreadful. 
it's so bad that the two guys that, quote, stumped me, they hung up. <laughs> they didn't want to play in part two because they know. So that you think frauds. they realized that they were? Paradise. I think they realized halfway through asking the question how <laughs> they did, bizarre they did the self, question they was. They did self-reflection <laughs> and they, and they yeah, said, "You know what? We're gonna we're gonna punish ourselves. We suck, <laughs> and because we're so bad, oh, we we are going to hang up and oh, not. We don't man. even want to participate in a round. Two. Like even though I defeated you, I don't feel good about what that, I just that's did. Right. I defeated you, but I'm a loser. <laughs> <laughs> and because I'm a loser, I don't want to participate. Well, that's what the two. company should be saying. Like, I, I know you we're don't fans, leave the company but alone, we're losers. Savage. They could go after you. <laughs> Tell you that right now. They don't have time. They could to go right that. after you, and and it would be warranted. All right, give me your five pack of questions. Although oh my I'm very, God. very right. annoyed. At Let's you. start with one of the stars of last night's game. Even in a loss, he's a he's a huge fan of the show. The Time Lord, Robert Williams the third. See, I don't even feel like I should play your game now. Why? Because I'm so I'm so annoyed Come at that, what you just did. He went. He, he's an Aggie. He went to Texas A&M. All right. We should. Oh! By the way, have you ever seen anybody complain about more calls than, than Grant Williams last night? Oh, he was annoyed. I and, mean, shut up, for God's sakes. And, and, by the way, Derek White complaining about that foul call on P.J. Tucker when he clearly swiped him. Like, it, that, nothing annoys me more than that. Uh, so let's go with Derek White, another big fan of the show. He had he had quite the game last night. He was, he? but it wasn't good enough. And that foul no. on PJ Tucker in the end was just uh, he, mind-boggling. He, um, I think he might have played with Spencer Dinwiddie at Colorado. Ooh, I think you might be correct. Oh. <laughs> so I, I went with him because he had a lot to say, despite not playing a single second in the game last night. Uh, this is pretty easy, but felt it was newsworthy to include him. Udonis Haslam. He went to. Yeah, because he was on those championship teams. He went to Florida, played for Billy Donovan. That's got to be right. He did. He yeah. did. I believe he went all four years, if I'm not mistaken. Donis Haslam. All right, Kyle Lowry, another big star in last night's game. And they're going to need this guy to step up uh, if they have any chance of winning and beating the Celtics. Number one selection, second overall in 2013, he was Victor Oladipo. He was Victor Oladipo, or he currently is? Victor well, he used to be. Now he's uh, Victor Oladipo Jr. Oh, uh, Indiana. Indiana. There you go. There 5-0. You go. So, I mean, fret not. 12-2 and two is the finish. You're still six games shy of, of being 200 clear of the two, uh, 200 games so 12 over and mark. Two, and, and we only went 12-2 and because you sabotaged the segment. I didn't sabotage the segment. Pa- Bob Pavlik on Twitter. Ty, what is happening? Monarchs and Indy racing in 1972, in a word, troubling. Uh, in a word, enjoy. Big, big Mars. Ty has turned this segment into a mockery. I'm getting Tyler destroyed. Johnson, please ban the guy who asked the Shakespeare question. That's Awful. not quote people who don't even have like the confidence in themselves to post their own picture uh, in their avatars. You on know what, uh, uh, Joe D? What monarch appears in the most Shakespeare plays with a laughing emoji? Yeah, if you're hiding behind an egg or like some, you know what? I mean, stop it, Ty. Met emoji? Then I'm sorry, don't want to hear your criticism. How about Jesse, the big one? There's no such thing as bad questions, just bad call screeners. Wow, that's yeah. a shot. Because the questions are grotesque. Now, what you've done is brought a grotesque way now is that Jesse into the segment. playing the guitar in his avatar? No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna allow it for you. you uh, and that is Stump Rothenberg brought to you by Slowman's. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.
We'll make it easy on Ty and, and Jake. Call number three right now, 888-987-ESPN. Again, get the number right, please, 888-987-ESPN. To score a pair of tickets, all from Live Nation. Tickets on sale right now at LiveNation.com. You want to hear something creepy? This is weird, Jake. You ready for this? I'm ready, so, Dave. I'm exhausted yesterday. Just, just I mean, I was, I've been up late all night. Mets on the West Coast, exhausted. Uh, do the show yesterday, take a nap. Nap didn't really take. Rainy day starts pouring, like, you know, I'm just going to lie on the bed, and I'm going to find something interesting to watch. And I start perusing through Netflix. And I don't, I don't want to watch a movie or, like, one of these long series. I just want to find something quick to watch. And i I'm like, oh, documentary on Leonard Skinner. You know what? That interests me. It's like an hour and a half. Of course, the plane crash, and I think it was at 77... I think it was down in Mississippi. Like, oh, that you know that that story is very interesting to me. The Van Zant brothers. You know, what, I'm, I'm going to watch that. And now the next day, for the first time I can ever remember, we give away tickets to Leonard Skinner. It's a sign, man. That's and weird stuff. I actually, no? I have a question for you. You brought up a point that made me remember something, and I mm-hmm. want to know if I was did I cross the line or did I not cross the line? All right. Did you do something to, to me? I did something to you. Yes. Oh. And I just want to know, did I do something wrong? Now, is it is it appropriate that you bring this up now? I would not bring it up on air if it was not appropriate. Okay. I'm not you, Dave. That's the shot in me. All right. It doesn't seem all that nice. I'm sorry. Bad. But anyway, so the other night I'm watching arguably the best baseball game that I've watched all year. And I think you can probably guess which game I'm talking about. You're talking about the Mets game. The Mets-Giants game. I actually mentioned what you did on air. Well, here's the thing, Dave. You were asleep at the time. Of course I was. So I, I get a text from you <laughs> uh, at 1.30 in the morning. Knowing that I wake up at 4, how could I possibly be awake for that? Here's the thing, Dave. You're a lunatic. Yeah. I don't know if you're up. That was, again, if you were kind a lot of Mets fans kind of gave up on that game, not thinking that they would have now, another one of these. ordinarily, if that's a 7 o'clock start, you know, I, I at least keep my finger on the pulse of that game, and then I and then I let it go, or, 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 or slowly let it go. I watched that game until it was 8. Two. It was eleven forty. I have to wake up at four. You got to believe. I had to. It's not about believing or not believing. Do you understand what happens if I go to bed when that game's over at two and I, I wake up at four <laughs> and I'm on two hours sleep? I think if you stayed up till two a.m. to watch that game and then got on air a few hours later, it would have probably been some of the best radio that we've ever had ever. But well, I regardless. will tell you this: I wouldn't have been as upset because the Rangers had also won earlier that night. Well, here's the thing that kind of really got messed up. I texted you again at 1:35 in the morning. I mean, what, what what kind of an animal are you, by the way? I thought who? we're I thought we're on that level of friendship. Oh, now. you you can text me, but who texts someone at 1:30? Someone knowing that they wake up at four, thinking that you're watching the game, thinking you're a big Mets fan. There's, only, I'm sure there was a oh, lot of Mets fans. I had to be you up. know what, Ty, you you and I have have um, we butt heads all the time. There's no way you can take his side. That yeah, I there's be only up a, a one. Reason I had to be I had to be up. I had to be up for work. I had to be up for work the next morning at 7 a.m. And I'm not even a Mets fan. Se- seven and four is a big yeah, difference. That's a big no? difference. All right. I mean, give me give me a break. All right. The, that's fa- f- the fact that you you know what? Am I seeing what I think I'm seeing right now? Uh-oh. You're questioning my Mets fandom I'm because I didn't stay up till one forty-five te- when I'm I had reading, to wake up at four. I'm reading my text to you. It said, "Sorry to text you so late, but are you watching this? Probably the best game of the season so far." I just asked you if you were awake. 
That's not. That's why I'm asking. Did I do something that wrong? No, because I got no response. Not even the next. Of morning. Of course, you didn't get a response. I was sleeping. Not the next morning. You're not sleeping. The so next what morning. should I do? Be you and just have no no parameters at all and wake you texted up at four. Me at text like, you. I know it's not one thirty, but you texted me at like eleven p.m. the night that Donaldson. Oh my God, uh, Ty! For God's sakes, can you can you jump in for a yes. second? You you, you, you uh, all you do is have things to say. He's comparing a, an eleven p.m. text to a one thirty text. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say the only reason why you're ever texting someone at one thirty a.m. is not the reason I think he would text you, especially when he's got to be up at four a.m. So no, I'm with you, Dave. I wasn't. It wasn't a late night booty call, Ty. <laughs> I, I mean, it might as well asking, have been. I was just asking you if you you're love me, and that's what you were looking I for. I do love you, but I wasn't going there. But oh. regardless. The girlfriend was away for a couple weeks. (laughs) The thing that was really bad was that I said to you, probably best game of the season so far. And then like two minutes later, the Mets lost. So then I was like, damn, this guy's going to wake up and be like, wow. Not only did he text me late, but he's rubbing it in that the Mets, you know, blew another lead. I know know that you must have sent that text to the Mets. That was not when the Mets lost. It wasn't like right after the game. I'm like, oh, the Mets lost. Let me text Dave at 2 a.m. in the morning. (laughs) Like, it was not like that. It was really like, are you up? When I think of Mets now, you're the guy. I believe it was genuine. I'm sorry, you're the guy. I believe it was genuine. I don't think you were trying to step on toes and, and rub in the fact that the Mets lost that game. Dave, if you don't that. want to be that guy for me, just let me know. I'll find someone else to text at one thirty. You, hey, you there, up there watching no the Mets? Way, there is no way that you can just pick up a rock and find someone else that, that can do what I can do. You are not the only Mets fan I texted at one thirty that night. Okay, that's fine. How about, how about this? I text Dave after the Ranger game in game four, and no, you want to know what he responded? Jake? Cr- crickets? Still waiting for it. Well, what's the time? What's like the the last time of the night that I can text you? Like, uh, is you there can a text time? me at one thirty? My the, the the ringer on my phone is off, but you okay, get a response. That's good to know. I, yeah, I know. I wasn't really expecting a response. When's the but last again, time we can engage in a text message like interaction? It, de- it, it depends. Like, like t- uh, on a weeknight, are we saying? Yeah, on a weeknight. Now it depends. Is it like if the Giants are playing, I'm going to stay up for the game. The, like the New York Football Giants. Yep. Yeah, yes, of course. Oh, if, if the Rangers, I mean, like Ra- so let's just say for argument's sake, Rangers Monday night. That'd be an eight o'clock start. Let's just say it goes to double overtime. Now we go to midnight, twelve thirty. You can text me all the way through that. I might not respond because I'm I'm preoccupied with the the fanaticism of the Rangers. Fanaticism. Wow. Yeah. Look at you. Now let me Wait. ask you a question, Dave. If that was a playoff game and you were on the next morning, you would stay. You would have stayed up till hundred percent. Okay. Cool. 100%. I stayed up. I stayed. Oh, this was awful. Remember that Raiders Chargers game week 17? Yeah. That then it went to overtime. Yeah. The very, I, I think it ended at like 1245. Yeah, I stayed up for that. When the Met, I, I, you don't understand. See, Jake, you don't get it. You just don't love baseball. Just admit it. Stop it. You're not a real Met fan. You, you, you can't you, even say that with a straight face. You gave up on the Rangers after, what was it? You, gave, you know what's funny? I, you know what? I'm you gave done. up on the I'm Rangers done. twice. You know I'm going to take tape and put it right over you your mouth. You gave up on the Rangers shut twice. Up. Are you allowed to sell, really, watch this up. game tonight? Really? If Why MSG, you, what, what, I'm a Lakers fan. If, if I mean, MSG, for today you're a Lakers fan. Uh, stop it. Uh, what, what really? Why are you a Lakers fan? You, Why are you a Lakers fan? What college basketball team do you root for? I root for the Knicks. College basketball. Georgetown. Okay. What degree did that that school give to you? Honorary. Oh, an honorary degree, which means you never actually went there. I'm a Georgetown okay. fan since before you're, you're George, born. You're a Georgetown before, fan, before you're despite born. never attending the school. Right, you know what? But here, you're going to school me on being a Laker fan. What, what, very what, adorable. Let me ask you a question. What is the name of the show? The Dave this, this very show. show. What do we call it? Dave, you made a mistake. You what? called in Ty for reinforcements, and now he's just backfired. I don't, backfired I, here, here's on the thing. You. 
Ty, I don't want to hear from you the rest of the show. You are banned. All Jake, right. your microphone can stand. Ty, you are not allowed this to speak the rest of the, the show. This is the Ty Butler so Show on 98.7 ESPN. He thinks it's the Ty Butler Can I leave the show? everything is the Ty Butler Show. Can I clock out? But it's not. Can I clock out? Clock, go ahead, go home. See ya. Sit here and just screen calls the rest of the day? Go ahead. You know what? Anita needs you for her show. Why don't you step she aside? Need me. Let Let Jake handle the rest of this show, and you tend to what Anita needs for her four-hour bonanza. She doesn't need me. She's got a ton of guests today. Uh, the Dave Rothenberg Show, 9870 ESPN. See that? I read it. Let me read it again. The Dave Rothenberg Show. Not the Ty Butler Show. The Dave Rothenberg Show, 98.7 ESPN.